Welcome everybody, my name is Karush AK and this is the Market Meditations Podcast. We chat with fascinating people from around the world to extract mindsets, routines, stories and habits to help you build richer lives. Meditators, today we talk with Maren Altman, someone who's managed to gain over a million followers across multiple different social media platforms. Recently extremely popular in the crypto space over her astrology predictions. Now while I don't believe in it myself nor have had any financial success with it, it was interesting to hear her thought process and also dive into how she's managed to grow such a large social media following. Before we jump into this episode, don't forget that I send hand-picked market news, insights and education to over 6,000 traders and investors three times a week. To get access to this, all you have to do is sign up to karushak.substack.com. Hello market meditators, welcome to another episode of the Market Meditations podcast. Today, we have a guest, unlike any other we've brought on before, who's recently gotten extremely popular in the crypto Twitter space. Marin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with someone that definitely influenced my crypto and trading journey, so very happy to be here as well. Well, I was surprised to hear that, but always really happy that I managed to have a positive impact on your journey, hopefully a profitable one as well. And um, well, why don't we begin that? How did you find this um, crazy little niche uh, space of crypto Twitter? Yeah, so I had been into astrology for most of my life. And as I got older, I started to realize that I really like to track historical cycles. And That kind of went into history and politics. But then when I found finance in the beginning of 2020, when I was graduating from like undergrad at university, I quickly realized that this was an interest like no other, that it was similar to astrology and tracking trends. And that in combination with astrology, it just my interest and obsession with finance took off. And with a background in philosophy, And then getting into being independent financially, that was a recipe to find crypto because philosophically, I had so many issues with the banking system, with the financial system. I was like, there has to be, this is no, 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 no. And then that's what led me into blockchain, crypto, um, literally during the March 2020 crash. That's when everything kind of came together for me. And ever since then, it's just been this nonstop study. And when I started making videos about crypto, which was in the fall They didn't really take off until crypto Twitter found me in like November, December. That opened a whole new world of like people just like me that are basically living, breathing memes. Um, And then I've been, yeah, there ever since. Um, I I love that you embrace it and just say a living, breathing meme because has that had a positive impact on your life? Actually, yes. Um, just I, I I just finally felt like the very strange, convoluted, but like very intelligent conversation was I felt very like immediately upon joining, I like got the jokes, I guess. Like I was not really taken aback. I just kind of fell right in. Um, I kind of grew up around developers myself with my stepdad growing up being a um, graphic designer. Like he owned like a lot of uh, kind of a a tech-based business with photography as well. And so even though I was never in a technical field, I grew up around these people. And so I kind of know their jargon and language and how they operate. And outside of being on camera, I'm also like, hunched over like on a computer like editing and doing things all day so i i understand and those who are like all my friends are in real life as well so it just immediately came together yeah 
Well, I'm glad that our paths crossed and you managed to find your way over because uh, I personally believe that any attention for the crypto space is fantastic attention. So like anyone who's out there bringing attention and awareness to the space, I'm really happy for, especially if it's done in a positive, great way. And um, that's actually one of the things I wanted to learn about. The way in which you brought attention is through using astrology itself to make predictions about uh, cryptocurrencies and the cycles. So taking a massive step back, um, you've seen my videos, so you know I'm all about the data, all about the um, the reasoning, the underlying hypothesis um, behind different theories. Why does astrology um, work in financial markets? Uh, could you break it down as if I've never heard of it before, which is the case for <laughs> Yeah, so in astrology, we're looking at the correlation between planetary movements and historical cycles, um, whether that is someone's personality or that is very much larger um, epical historical type of movements. And with finance being a cycle that we can measure and look at the correlations with, I find it to be just a never ending interest of seeing how markets bring in the psychological element of like socially what's going on. And also just with crypto, especially the volatility, I find very interesting because you can look at these correlations that um, kind of give testament to how astrology doesn't really work or not, but it's something that you can either study and find valid or study and like not think that there's a correlation there. So um, it's a study of correlation and you can track different things. And I happen to like tracking markets. Okay. So, um, it, it kind of acts as a timestamp. Uh, in that sense, are you comparing the price to the movement of the planets as opposed to using, say, um, time, hours or days? So with the planetary indicators, we're seeing signs that are either unfavorable, looking more bearish, favorable, looking more bullish, or choppy, mixed, neutral. And Within that, um, I'm still learning how to do exact pricing because I think that we can, looking at past data, kind of use ratios and different positions of where we are to judge that. Um, I use it alongside TA to do that kind of thing where something looks favorable and I'm looking at support and resistance levels. I'm going to assume maybe in that range. Um, but yeah, the clearest thing is the pattern basically being either unfavorable or favorable. And then I prefer to use something that's a different way of judging where things could go with TA to be more precise. Mm -hmm. And um, what's an example of a pattern, uh, maybe a recent example, if you could uh, shed some light on that? Yeah, yeah. So I can think too in... January, there was an alignment that I had been looking at for a while where um, Saturn, or let me pull it up actually, um, looking at my chart here, early January, we had Saturn crossing Bitcoin's Mercury. And Saturn is a planet of restriction and challenge. Pretty, pretty clear indicator that if it's crossing a planet in Bitcoin's chart very, very closely, it's going to result in like a definite downward trend. And I had been expecting this at the time. I don't think I was in any trades around it, but um, that correlated with a really big dip in, um, I believe it was January 11th or 13th or somewhere around then where what I like about astrology with finance is the precision of it being like very, very close by degree. You can then assume that on that day, there will be that kind of action. And so that correlation, then that, um, yeah, correlated to the price dip. Uh, so uh, now th this is my complete lack of <laughs> um, high school knowledge here. Um, there's no randomness here, right? There is a, it moves much like a clock, the planets. 
Exactly. There are different cycles. So like Saturn takes 30 years to come through a complete cycle, whereas um, the sun takes one year. So there's definite cycles and movements there. Right. So there's like almost a timeline with every different planet. And then when certain paths cross, there's predictions made based off of those crossings. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so that's how it's used. But um, and that, that, this is you personally. How do you see that that correlates to the charts? For example, a support level. Um, it's just a line on a chart, right? <laughs> like that's all it is. And um, but the underlying hypothesis is that uh, there's going to be demand there because historically price has been pushed up and people have bought. That's why I think price is going to bounce up. Then to give a more abstract one, Fibonacci levels, like the 618. Now, this is a bit more abstract. It's a pattern that we see all over in nature. And that's why um, psychologically it looks really nice. Like take a look at the Mona Lisa. It's beautiful because it's got that pattern to it. That's why we like it. How would you describe astrology using a similar example to those? Yeah, I would say that the planetary indicators give us a hypothesis, either favorable, unfavorable, or neutral. And through that, I then look at, for example, like with um, if I were to be trading right now with the alignment that I spoke of, and it looked really unfavorable, I um, I mean, I wouldn't in a bull market, but hypothetically, I would pull out a short and say, I think it's going to get down to the support level that it was most recently at um, on. I like to trade on a four hour chart generally look at that find. Uh, I could use, you know, fib retracement. I, I, I go back and forth between them depending on the severity of the aspect. You know, if it's th- th- that kind of an aspect I was speaking on looked really, really indicative of something pretty uh, intense. So I would kind of be more aggressive with it. But it's another way of, um, I use them in congruence where I use the astrology for like, this is what I should be prepared for. Then I look at the TA for, and these are the specifics about how it could manifest in the chart. Uh, so uh, it's probably poor communication on my part for the question. I, I, I fully understand how you use it in confluence, but why do you connect it to price? For example, why wouldn't you pick um, the cycle of the moon or why wouldn't you pick um, uh, the patterns of, of the winds? What makes astrology connected to the charts? What's that underlying hypothesis which could um, justify that connection? Right. I would argue that there's probably multiple patterns in nature that could act similarly. Um, I'm pretty open to thinking that intelligence is not only lying in the human mind, that there might be a larger schema and things like that, that are, um, we, we can use astrology to study the structure of reality. And there's probably other patterns as well. It just so happens that my familiarity with the correlations and cycles is convincing enough and it's helped my portfolio out enough to continue using it based on the data that I've accumulated and seen others accumulate over like millennia as well. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm now liking it. Um, where are we going with the, so how does it connect to reality there? So where, where do you see the um, structures, astrology representing structures in reality? Yeah, the, especially the historical cycles, when we look at really slow moving cycles, how literal they can manifest. For example, right now, the planet Saturn is in Aquarius until 2023. Throughout history, when this happened, like in the 60s, for example. Sorry sorry to interrupt you. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. So the planet Saturn is moving through a part of the sky correlated Mm -hmm. with the sign of Aquarius. And when a planet is in a sign, the planet significations come through a lens. And so Saturn, a planet of structure and legal matters, when it's in a sign that is associated with more progressive, open-minded tones, 
throughout history, it's coincided with the liberation or the like rights being given to movements that have struggled for that over history. So we can think to the 60s with civil rights. That's a really good example um, where that's repeating again. And we can see this in certain like social movements going on right now. So similarly, we can look to markets with other things, um, whether it's short term or long term along those lines. Okay, awesome. So um, uh, do, do you, uh, I, I can see why historically you've seen uh, data which you like, and that's resulted in you wanting to use it now. Do you have any um, mentors or role models who have taught you a lot about this or people who've successfully traded the financial markets using these techniques? Yeah, so I'd say the major person that I have, um, honestly, for a while, I didn't know that there was like anyone in the space doing this. So it was just on my own. But Astro Crypto Guru on Twitter is like, he's so good at this. He has been in into finance for much longer than I am. So I mean, it's been like a, a year for me. Um, so he understands kind of more of like the TA and the trends and the macro view. And he's like incredible. Um, yeah, I've spoken with him, had done a couple shows or a show with him and He's really pioneered this space um, in just the crypto financial movements. There are older astrologers, um, or not old, they've been in the space for longer, like um, Ray Merriman. He's someone that's been tracking finance in general for a while. But with crypto especially, um, I really know specifically of Astro Crypto Guru, who has really good calls and is, um, I definitely look up to him for what he's done in this space. Well, um, awesome. Uh, personally, I... Uh, haven't found much success with it, but I haven't looked into it enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm open-minded in that I'm sure there are a hundred different ways to skin a cat. And um, I, I don't think it's anyone's place to really judge anyone's technical analysis, techniques or style, uh, which often happens. I mean, Elliott Waves, um, I only yeah. use price action. I only use Fibonacci. Right. If you make money, that's all that matters in this space. So I, I do wish um, you a lot of success with that strategy. And maybe I'll look a little bit more into it as well. Um, occasionally ask you if the planets are in confluence with uh, <laughs> whatever's happening. Uh, right. So right. one other thing you've done extremely successfully is build up a very strong social media presence. Was that an accident or was that something you planned or more passionate about? Yeah, I'd say it was really an accident. I mean, I had like a thousand followers on social media my entire life at a, the highest point. Suddenly I download TikTok over the spring, summer. Um, it just blows up. I mean, it went from me thinking, you know, I have like a career in astrology, like I see clients and I'm interested in these other things like philosophy and finance that I can connect to them. But I did not at, I mean, I literally downloaded TikTok because I was stuck in my apartment and I could then be on my phone during boring parts of class, basically, during finishing up my degree. And never in a million years did I think I would be an influencer. I mean, I grew up acting. I mean, I, I for like the first 18, 19 years of my life, that's what I thought I would do. But when that ended, I didn't think, you, like, it was insane. Um, I'm still in a state of, like, shock because it's been like the past six months and it's very weird to be saying this from the same spot that I've been doing busy work when no one knew me for the past like three years in this apartment, basically. Wow. Um, so, I mean, congratulations, because it may have started an accident, but um, right now you have spread onto multiple different platforms. You're really building a strong network, a strong audience. Um, what are your plans? Uh, what are you going to do with this uh, presence that you've managed to build up? Yeah, I think that my core interest has been creating lasting structures that are entrepreneurial business-wise really change the world. And so 
it's been like kind of fun and insane and whatnot to be at the figurehead of that. And now I'm thinking about things like that. I have always loved like writing, like um, building businesses that I think can outlast just my stamina online in a sense, because even like for months, it's been like burnout, just the amount of things I've been doing. Um, So my plans are right now really invested in building a DeFi project for analysts, predictors, anyone to post their predictions on the blockchain, have them up, out, clearly stated, time dated, specifically around, um, I mean, you could bet on anything, but we're thinking of like binary options for price action. And then have people bet for against these, have like teams, have a lot of like gamification going on um, that I'm very, very excited about because that then allows for, I mean, I just like studying prediction cycles like that at its core is what interests me. And I want to have like myself discussions with all different kinds of analysts on how they study the structure of reality. And like in particular, I think finance is very, very interesting. Um, And my plans are to, yeah, branch out and create more lasting, serious structures because I mean, I guess I had my fun doing some joke videos and whatnot. And now it's like, I want to actually um, really, really be like taken seriously and make these lasting things. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would actually argue being taken seriously in today's day and age and building amazing stuff or succeeding really don't have that much to do. I find the influencers that do best and something which took me a while to really um, like, I would not post jokes or jokey tweets on Twitter because I thought, Oh my God, people think I'm stupid or not take me seriously. Now I, I'll make jokes whenever I want. No, don't think about like, don't give it a second for, I mean, take um, some of the greatest presidential figures. They'll say anything they want, however they want, and they will succeed from it because that's how social media works. So um, I think uh, what you're building in DeFi is very, very smart because um, right now the derivatives option space is on the up in uh, yeah. cryptocurrencies. I mean, take the stock yeah. market. It's bigger than um, the actual stock trading and in crypto, yeah. it's, not, it's nowhere near there yet. So that is definitely a bullish right. place to be. You have had tremendous success. You've grown an incredible following. You've managed to take it onto other platforms. You've integrated into um, the crypto uh, Twitter community. Um what tips would you give to people who have no social media platform right now and want to get involved and start building whatever the industry may be? Yeah. What I think got me into social media at the extent I was is because I, I can see it in my astrology. Like my part of my life's direction and focus is around creativity, but in like a very serious way. Like I call my filming days, which is going to be today after this, like a battlefield. Like I get up, I script my content either that day and film it in the afternoon, or I do it the day before and film it all day the next day. And it's like, usually if I don't have like something like this, it's like 9am to 9pm, just like content scripted. Like it's not sitting there receiving some kind of like enlightened message during my meditation. My meditation is like me trying not to like freak out during the day. Basically it's like, I need that in the morning to stay sane, but my content is like sitting down scripting and being really, really regimented. And that does not work for a lot of people. I think some people, it is very intuitive. They get a message, they film for me. It's um, yeah, I call it a battlefield. And I guess it makes sense because I have a weird um, interest in war, like history content, war fiction, um, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being very, very deliberate, structured and regimented with content creation, like I have with my writing, I'm really prolific and I love to write. Um, like I would just sit down every day, write a chapter because the not the a- act of not creating, I think is often a fear of what that creativity will end up being. And if you get something started, the ball will roll, even if it's like uphill really, really badly, which 
it has been just right now for me, especially it hasn't been the normal pace of content. So getting the ball rolling, creating a structure and sticking to it and analyzing trends like in the markets, fundamental and technical analysis work hand in hand so you can use the fundamentals to understand the industries to look at or the social dynamics and then use the technicals for like how to trade that similarly looking at the trends and how social media is moving can allow you to create content in a direction that then takes the specific form of the platform or medium that you're interested in that's a fantastic answer and um congratulations on powering through this tough period because um I, trust me i've been there I know how tough it is to get through this um, and uh, it can be daunting. Like the skin needs to get thick for social media. Oh and you know God. that better than anyone. It uh, <laughs> It's um, yeah. not a place to be sensitive or have any sort of ego, which is another reason why meditation uh, can really be helpful. Uh, so on the technicals, because I think you've just dropped gold there for a lot of people listening, uh, continually create that content, script, spot trends that work. But what you've also done, which a lot of people struggle to do, is move from one platform to another, cross-pollinate platforms. What has um, made you do that so successfully, more so than a lot of other people? I think um, what I've done is just post everywhere that you can and see what lands. Because, for example, like there are um, on Instagram, it didn't really work well for me to post my TikToks, my one minute ones on feed. No one wants to sit down and they're scrolling for pictures and captions usually. But on Twitter, I found that one because I guess I've been labeled as the crypto witch that that void needed to be filled. Um, And that platform, the medium fit very well to what I wanted to share once crypto Twitter was already there. So it was the perfect blending of intentional interest on my end. Like I wasn't like my content interest right now is like really financial. Like I just found it fascinating. And so there was no shortage of me wanting to post an audience that found me and was both also memes um, and also, you know, interested in the technicals. And that's, um, I was generally interested in like building that, which is different than um, I think on TikTok, you know, it's so much more of you posting and then having like a million people just kind of there and from all different, I mean, incredible range. Whereas on Twitter, it was like the community of people I wanted to learn with and interact with. So I really built up relationships and an interest in posting to provide, educate, and like entertain. So, so you found a space where you were a perfect product market fit and then um, networked, interacted with people and also was super friendly, just um, being personable, friendly, yeah. um, interacting with people. It yeah. really helps you blend into social media. People uh, often think you just have to make content and then it comes to you, but it's, it's more than that. It's like a community. It's a living, breathing thing, these platforms. Yeah, yeah. That's where I being someone who's really, really introverted and much better, like head down, like literally, like I'm just like a computer, a machine, like I will put my head down. I will put out, like I graduated from university a year early, put out two books and was like, wait, yeah, where the, did, did I miss meeting people in New York? Like, shoot, like I just been doing that. Um, and doing that, but also like enjoying the relationships you build. That's been a big wake up call because that is what will last and what can come out of this. And like, it's just hilarious that I would meet such like-minded like people that some of them, I might speak with them, but like, they'll never show their face. And I know them as their like meme name um, because they're like, it's too scary. Like they have to have a net worth or whatever to feel comfortable showing their face right now or whatever the privacy reason may be. And so I um, like never before in my life have been reminded that like 
it's worth it to build relationships and like what's life worth living if you're just trying to, you know, put out so much about yourself, but there's nothing for it to stick to for your fulfillment. Uh, yeah, it uh, it adds tangibility and realness to social media, which uh, is fantastic. Uh, what's the coolest relationship you've managed to build from social media that you're comfortable sharing, of course? Yeah, yeah. Um, the funny one, I guess I would say, well, one is that I grew up watching like reality TV. Like, like I just, I was never into anything. Like I've always just been like, a, what is the most insane, most dramatic thing? And I grew up watching like, e- I, had a, I have a sister 10 years older than me. So I grew up watching like E! News as a kid. And some of those Playboy bunnies follow me, which is like a mind fuck. Like that's hilarious. Cause like I've known you since like you were like my age now, like with Hugh Hefner. Um, and then in the crypto space, like um, I have some like in- investors follow me, like Jason, like Calicanis and like things like that, where it's like never in a million years would I've thought that going from being an actor to a philosophy degree to being like, I should learn about money to then posting about Bitcoin astrology on TikTok would lead me to meeting these people, launching a DeFi project with like just everything falling into place and being, yeah, talking, yeah, being retweeted by like VCs um, when I post around like the Tesla and the new moon coming up. Well, that is amazing. And I'm glad you've managed to um, form all these incredible relationships. And a lot of good has come with the social media as well as the challenges. But like we said, nothing uh, worth having comes without a challenge. Maren, as we draw to the end of this podcast, um, I've got one final question prepared and take your time with this one. If you were to only give one astrology based prediction for the crypto markets uh, for 2021, what would that be? The tops of the Bitcoin cycle for this bull run will be May 16th and July 25th. And I have been looking forward to this for months. Ben, really, there there are definitely some corrections, really intense downturns during the spring. I mean, like, definitely looks like we're in a rocky period now. But those two, like, dates, like, around, like, that day, I'm just very, like, with May 16th looking like, really, really high. And then a return to that price range around the end of July. I'm very, very looking forward to it. And if I'm wrong, I will like totally like that's like so far, like there've been times where I'm like, Oh my God, like that was so wrong. Like that was such a bad call. This is one where it's like, literally like I'll pin the tweet. I'm looking forward to this. And I'm going to be like, I put my one, my money where my mouth is. So like I got liquidated in a Litecoin long because I was greedy and was completely avoiding what was in front of me. But for these, I'm going to do the same. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully I'm not wrecked. Then um, I'm going to retweet this video clip if it is the case as well when it happens. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Marin, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Best of luck with your journeys um, in the social media and crypto space and with your new DeFi project, which I'm sure um, our audience will find out all about as they follow you, which will be links in the description below to do. Um, meditators, that is everything from me for another episode of of the Market Meditations podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Market Meditations podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like us to continue bringing you fascinating people from across the world, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you like to listen to these podcasts and share the episode with a friend. If you have feedback or an idea for a potential guest, reach out to me on Twitter at AK. And do not forget, we write a newsletter covering all important topics 
indexing crypto and traditional markets. We send it out three times a week, the Market Meditations newsletter. You also get early access to these episodes and you get transcripts and extra notes as well. So make sure to subscribe there as well.